the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only. See store for details. WYGM Orlando. WJRR HD2 Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Where the Orlando Magic call home. FM 96.9 The Game. Sports trending now. Golden State Warriors forward Kevin Durant did rupture his Achilles tendon in Game 5 of the NBA Finals on Monday night. Durant was the newsbreaker today, making the announcement on Instagram saying that he is hurting deeply but is okay after having successful surgery in New York. Warriors head coach Steve Kerr said earlier today they had no update on Durant, but the athletic reports that the Warriors knew about Durant's surgery, obviously, as Kevin was the one who wanted to make the announcement. ESPN reported earlier that the Lakers and Celtics were talking to the Pelicans about a deal for Anthony Davis. They were separate deals, and the New York Times says that the Lakers could be closing in on a trade by offering Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and the fourth overall pick in this month's draft. Blues and Bruins skate for Lord Stanley's Cup at 8 o'clock Eastern time tonight in Game 7. Reds top the Indians today 7-2, A's over the race. The following is a paid program. The views and opinions expressed in this program are not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway, don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love the lane. Because I love it. We love it. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with the best caddy <laughs> on the planet, <laughs> Jeff Shane. And um, it's the big one. Jordan Spieth calls it the Super Bowl, the U.S. Open. So excited, Jeff. Pebble Beach, nothing more beautiful, picturesque, iconic, historic, and Joe Golfer can go play it. Got to love that. You have to have a very deep checkbook to play it, but... Just five or six Ben hey, Franklins. You know Not what? If deal. you're going to spend money on a round of golf at that price, that's the place to do it. I mean, and it's kind of like what we get you know, with Augusta, which you can't spend money to get in on whatsoever. Uh, but there are holes... I don't know that, that we have Pebble Beach memorized like we have Augusta National, but we all know what number seven looks like. We all know that hourglass green at the 17th hole. We know the, the tee shot off 18 Teen. with the coastline uh, off to the left. And and uh, and the smell of ben, Bing Crosby's grill <laughs> wafting down the fairway. But the ghosts of many golfers past. And, and don't forget, Pebble Beach was, uh, is the place where uh, Jack Whitaker once intoned uh, Jack Lemon for that all-important nine. Hey, it's the Pro-Am, so. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, you've, we've both been fortunate enough to have uh, been there, done that, mm-hmm. um, covered tournaments, and... Um, I can say too that I've had the opportunity to play. Oh, and, you got um, one up on me. It is. Uh, it's one of those places that you know. The more strokes you take, the better your ROI for what you pay to play out there. And I, I mean, I know pace of play is an issue in in golf, but this is a place where I don't know that I would mind a six hour round. There's certainly enough to look at and enough to you to take in. Think more about smelling the surf uh, <laughs> than um, sometimes, you know, missing those putts. It's it's pretty, pretty special. Uh, speaking of special, Rory McIlroy, 
wins thanks to a final round 61 at the RBC. We were on 59 watch. Um, All I needed was a birdie at 18. And hey, it happens. <laughs> I think even Roy got a little excited uh, as it was pretty clear he was going to win the tournament without uh, too much effort as he just roared out of uh, the gate, uh, birdie on the first hole, and he just he just kept posting birdies the rest of the day. There were only two golfers that were in within three shots of what he shot on Sunday. Sung J.M. shot a 64. Juan Sebastian Munoz shot a 64. After that, you got to go down to a 66 to find your, your next best golfer. It was one of those performances that, you know, we've seen at Quail Hollow. We have seen... Uh, at at a couple of uh, World Golf Championship events, uh, where when Rory is on, e- even the even the final round at uh, at Bay Hill a couple of years ago, when he's on, there's nobody that's going to get in his way. And you know, this was another one of those events where there was a tournament within the tournament. And here's something I think we should be looking at uh, because I think all these guys could be quiet contenders this week and weekend at Pebble Beach. Webb Simpson finishing tied for second. Brant Snedeker, who, as you pointed out, has won several times at Pebble. Two-time winner of the Pro-Am. Tied for fourth. And Matt Kuchar tying for fourth. Uh, All those guys, I think, have a good chance this week. Absolutely. They all play uh, Pebble Beach on a regular basis. Now, uh, you know, Snedeker is the only one that's won there twice, but Kuchar does play there on a regular basis. Webb Simpson goes over there and plays uh, in the Pro-Am. And don't forget, his U.S. Open win wasn't all that far away, just down the highway at Olympic Club. So he's had some success in the area. Um, and uh, and I think Webb Simpson is a very good fit for Pebble Beach. And as we go along, I'm sure we'll talk about horses for courses because this is not Shinnecock. This is not Torrey Pines. This is not Oakmont. It's a different U.S. Open course. It sure is. And as we know, uh, it will play very differently than it does in February for the AT&T. Signs of this rough. I thought the rough was thick at Shinnecock, but, uh, I mean, it just looks super thick. And we know there's a... There's been a lot of talk about the USGA getting it right. There was the talk of that last year when I was at Shinnecock. <laughs> and, oh, boy, um, apparently they weren't uh, reading social media or getting their tweets because we know what happened there on Saturday afternoon and the nice uh, little uh, uh, demonstration by Phil uh, <laughs> with his displeasure. Tempor- temporary insanity. And, and by the way, if you, if you want kind of a, a background on – uh, just talking about U.S. Open setups, we'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and plug the blog, uh, the, the Golf Insiders blog and the newsletter, uh, because that is what I wrote about uh, ahead of the U.S. Open. And I'll even give you the first line. Rule number one, don't kill the grass. Well, uh you know, everybody's been talking about it. If they get this, if they mess up this one. You can't mess up Pebble Beach, can you? All right, well. That's the concern. And Rory McIlroy said it. We'll give them a chance to redeem themselves at Pebble Beach. But if they mess up Pebble Beach, they're in trouble. And Phil was pretty brutal again at Memorial saying that the only time they've gotten it right is when there's been weather. <laughs> and Phil's a little cranky. He, you you know, too many runner-up trophies or runner-up medals at the U.S. Open. Well, somebody who... Uh, Really had a happy day on Sunday. Graham McDowell sinking that 30-footer on 18 to make it to the Open in his hometown. And we know that GMAC was making a hard, hard push to get into the Open Championship. Of all years to be on the bubble and, and not have a guaranteed invitation to tee it up at Royal Portrush. Uh he really had to struggle. And I said, I said to somebody else a while back, you watch his schedule because he will enter every event in that open qualifying series until he gets one. And fortunately, it didn't take him very long. He got the third and final spot 
at, at Hamilton Golf and Country Club uh, with the with the uh, RBC Canadian Open. That left him in a share of eighth, got the third and final uh, available slot. Congratulations to GMAC, and uh, I'm glad you don't have to rejigger your schedule for the next three weeks or four weeks trying to get that one done. And that's got to give him some great mojo coming into Pebble. Also, as past champion in 2010, he loves his golf course. Mm-hmm. He has good vibes out there in Pebble Beach. And, and he brings over a good week at a similar golf course. It's not Seaside. Hamilton's not Seaside, but it was only 6,800 yards. Uh, a Harry Colt design that opened in, tw- in 1915, which was four years before Pebble Beach opened. So a classic 19-teens golf course uh, that, that's fairly short. And uh, he, he performed well on it. Now is going to bring all of that momentum over to Pebble Beach. You listen to the Golf Insiders as we preview the U.S. Open Championship where they'll be teeing off tomorrow at Pebble Beach. Uh, you weren't too impressed with Brooks' round. On- no, I, I wasn't. Um, I, and to me, that's a little bit of a barometer of what, we're, what we may see at Pebble Beach. And I understand that you know Brooks has this different gear that nobody else seems to get at a major championship. But this isn't Tory Pines, and this isn't Beth Page Black, and this isn't uh, this isn't Oakmont. He, he's going to have to hit a lot of three woods and three irons, and that, and it's really not necessarily all that much against Brooks. I just think that the seven thousand, just shy of seventy one hundred yard distance, brings in a lot of other good players that would not be able to contend at Beth Page or an Oakmont. You know, guys like a Snedeker or or a. Uh, or, or a Matt Kuchar. And so between that and the pressure, and then I look and I see that Brooks Kepka shot, uh, tied for 50th at the Canadian Open, only broke 70 once on a very short golf course. And now we add the pressure, the, the, uh, all, all the, all the uh, scrutiny of trying to match Willie Anderson's 114 year old record of, Three consecutive U.S. Opens, and we know he's talented. I'm, I'm sure he will be in the weekend mix. I just don't know that he gets it over the line. So uh, back to Rory. Uh, you have expressed before we came on air that he's one of the few players like Tiger of old that is one of these guys that he gets in the zone and – he can keep it going. He, he has absolutely been able to show that. Remember 2012 when he was starting to put it all together and he won uh, the World Golf Championships event before going to Kiowa and winning uh, winning that PGA Championship. He got on an even longer roll in 2014 that included both the Open Championship and the PGA plus the WGC in between. So uh, he just has that capability, and, and he's been knocking on the door all year. Even with the win at the Players' Championship, he has been consistently top 15, and he just needed that little ingredient. And, and I, I think it wasn't the fact that he won in Canada. It's the fact that all of a sudden he's staring at 59, and I realize it's a different setup and all of that, but, but I think Rory McIlroy is one of those guys that when he gets in a groove— He's going to be very difficult to stop. And of all the long hitters in this field, I got to think that Rory McIlroy is at the at the front of that list. Well, we have so many players that are uh, at the top of their game, Jeff. It's going to be a very, very exciting U.S. Open. We are going live to Pebble Beach to check in with some of our favorite golf insiders. So stay with us. More golf talk coming up. Broadcasting live from the Don Mealy Sport Mazda Studio. Sport Mazda, Orlando's Mazda Superstore, offering a lifetime warranty, five-day return privilege, and no dealer fee on new Mazdas. FM 96.9 The Game and iHeartRadio Station. 
We're still looking at heavy traffic on I-4, especially westbound between Osceola Parkway and 429. Eastbound slow, too, between Princeton Street and Lee Road. We're seeing westbound slowdowns on the beach line still between Universal Boulevard and I-4. And northbound travel on 417 slow between I-Drive and John Young Parkway. Watch for an accident coming in that may slow you down on Dean Road at Lake Underhill Road. See traffic problems? Call the SafeTouchSecurity.com traffic tip line at 866-676-8477. From the Traffic Center, I'm Paige Carrera. Don't let the little things pile up and stress you out. Check out new Stress Ball Stress Supplements and bring some relaxation to your world. It's an easy-to-take, drug-free, non-habit-forming herbal blend that can help you stress less and live more. Find new Stress Balls at your local Walmart today. My golf spy named Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver the best value in their most wanted driver test for 2019. The new Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver, fairway, hybrid, and irons are pound for pound the best for performance, technology, innovation, and price. Get EXS ultra premium performance and innovation without the ultra premium prices. Visit touredge.com for tour news and demo exotics at your local PGA Superstore. Tour Edge Exotics, the best value you for the best performance in golf voted best new product by the international network of golf at the 2019 pga merchandise show copper tech golf gloves are a game changer in golf copper tech the only gloves in golf designed with copper compression technology that helps improve circulation joint and muscle pain manufactured with a non-slip spider weave silicone material in the palm copper tech gloves cause less grip tension reduce wear and tear and improve slip resistance in all types of weather prevent strain and muscle fatigue in your hands for more info or to buy yours go to coppertechglove.com that's coppertechglove.com for more than 35 years, Sam Sneed's Tavern is one of Orlando's favorite and most recommended restaurants in Central Florida. From light bites to some of the finest Angus beef, chicken, ribs, and fresh seafood, Sam Sneed's will surely satisfy your appetite. Sam Sneed's cozy, relaxed atmosphere is perfect for casual meetups or special occasions. Join them for lunch, dinner, or happy hour. They offer catering and private parties, too. Go to Facebook and Instagram and get hungry. Sam Sneed's Tavern. More than a meal. It's a legendary experience. Golf Central Magazine is the Southeast's oldest and most respected golf magazine covering turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. For 19 years, no other regional magazine has covered golf industry news, clubs, resorts, and real estate communities like Golf Central Magazine. Golf Central Magazine features golf industry leaders, associations, teaching professionals, and dedicated volunteers that are helping to grow the game. Find the latest product reviews, trends, and technology inside Golf Central Magazine. Go online and get the latest copy today. GolfCentralMag.com. GolfCentralMag.com. What are you guys doing here? What are you doing here? Wait, are you doing a podcast right now? Listen to our podcasts whenever you want, wherever you want. Just check out 969thegame.com slash podcasts or the iHeartRadio app. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shanked that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders in the house. Holly G along with my favorite caddy, <laughs> Jeff Shane. And um, very, very special... Uh, ceremony Monday evening out at Pebble Beach. Jeff, we uh, talked a little bit about it last week. Uh, the new inductees into the World Golf Hall of Fame, which include two of our good friends, yes. uh, Jan Stevenson <laughs> from the LPGA, woohoo, and Dennis Walters, uh, well known trick shot artist. Uh, just an amazing, amazing man. If uh, you haven't had a chance to see one of Dennis's shows, check him out online, The Dennis Walters Show, paralyzed uh, as a 21, 22 years old. Late, yeah, just crossed the threshold into his 20s, was an aspiring tour pro. Who knows if he would have made it, but... Uh, Told he would never play golf again. And uh, now he's in the Hall of Fame. 42 years later, <laughs> right? And all those golf shows... Uh, and I know our next guest knows both of them well and has covered them for a long time and is also a good friend of ours. She's an author, a reporter, a philanthropist, and an amazing businesswoman. And she happens to be the golf correspondent for WFAN Radio in New York City and CBS Sports Radio Network. She's one of the best in our business. Anne Ligori, hello, my friend from hey, Pebble Beach. how's it going? 
Good to talk to you from Pebble Beach. Oh, we're very <laughs> jealous, my friend. Um, love to be out there. But uh, give us, clue us in a little bit. Were you at the ceremony Monday? I was, and it was so special. I was so happy for Dennis Walters and Jan Stevenson and the other uh, inductees. Dennis was just, you know, he's such a great speaker. I mean, he, sure he goes is. around the, the country, you know, doing his clinic, and he's funny, he's inspirational, he's just so enlightening. And, um, you know, he had Jack and Barbara Nicholas present him with the, uh, you know, the award. So, I mean, how, who better than that than the Nicholases? And so, uh, and then there was a real poignant moment when um, he went to the podium and he was, it took him, you know, about a good minute to position himself so that he could actually, you know, pull himself out of his wheelchair. Yeah. And for a moment there, I don't know if you watched it on the Golf Channel, for I a did. moment there you weren't quite sure, yep. you know, if he was going to be able to get up or not. And it, it really kind of hit home, you know, just, you know, educating people about the disability and how, um, you know, how tough it is to just do, you know, things that we take for granted every day, people who have legs and, and you know, whose limbs are, are working. And so, um, and then once he got up, uh, everybody clapped, obviously gave him another standing ovation. Then he went to the podium and just um, was just a wonderful speaker. So it was a real meaningful night and very, very thrilled for Dennis Walters and all the other recipients. Yeah, and uh, Retief Goose and I had forgotten the story about him being struck by lightning uh, when I know, he and was he, a teenager. Know, I know. And then, you know, they showed on the clip, they showed his clothes were completely like tattered by the lightning and he, you know, he was burned all over. Yeah. And he had to come, you know, out of that. And he was in the hospital for a long time. And yeah, the things that people overcome, it's just um, until you really hear the stories and, and get in depth about, you know, the, their struggles and the obstacles that they've overcome, it's, it's, you, know, you really don't know until you really, you know, study their histories and, it was just such an enlightening, you know, evening. So um, they, Very all, special. they all have overcome something to achieve, that's for sure. So fill us in. What's happening out there? A little bit different day. The fog rolled in. It was a little bit cool. Um, yeah, it was a typical day um, here at Pebble Beach. What we've had the last couple of days has been so atypical. Uh, yesterday I walked around and it was absolutely gorgeous and hot. They say this is the hottest it's ever been. Here, I was talking to John Hagen, who I'm sure you know. He's uh, an author and a local. He's been here for since 1969, and he told me, "And it's never this hot." And that was earlier in the week, and uh, and then today was more. It's really been more typical with the fog rolling in. It's a little chilly, and I think the rest of the week will be in the 60s, harsh, partially um, uh, cloudy. We don't have any rain in the forecast, which is good, but uh, it will be cooler and. And I'm sure we'll see more of that uh, fog that the Monterey Peninsula is known for. So uh, more typical conditions here now, I think, going forward. Well, they've also had a tremendous amount of rain. So they've been, you know, it, it, it looks incredibly lush and green. And uh, give us some idea about this rough. I've seen some pictures and uh, it looks pretty gnarly. Yeah, the rough is just crazy you do not want to be off the fairway <laughs> so you have to you know they're saying you know this is not uh as far as distances go this course will be playing 7,775 yards and um not since uh what 2010 only one u.s open course was shorter and that was marion in 2013 so relatively speaking yardage wise it's playing shorter but you really have to be dead accurate off the tee you can you don't want to get into that rough and then the shots, you know, you have to really be just so sharp with your approach shots to the, to the small greens. And you need to keep out of trouble. And you just really have to know where to land the ball. And um, that's the key. Stay on the fairway, off the tee, and have just razor-sharp approach shots. And obviously you have to, you know, be sharp on the greens putting. But um, it's going to be interesting. You know, we'll kind of take the distance, guys. Um, it's not going to be, you know, play into their hands. Um, they, they're just going to have to be accurate. I mean, distance is, you know, not, will not be as important on this U.S. Open layout. Hey, Ann, it's Jeff Shane. 
Uh, is this maybe more of the quote-unquote traditional U.S. Open setup or your father's U.S. Open setup that we remember back from the even in the mid-90s and going backwards where uh, the rough is uh, much more of, a, of an issue than perhaps we saw it in Aaron Hills or uh, some of these other places where Mike Davis introduced the graduated rough? Sure. That's a good point, Jeff. I think it is kind of a throwback to some of these uh, more traditional U.S. Open conditions, you know, where um, it's not as long as uh, some of the courses they've played in the past, um, but the rough is gnarly and uh, really, really tough. (laughs) And the greens are going to be lightning fast. You know, everybody's been just raving about the conditions of the golf course. It is very lush. We could get, you know, those winds that pop up in the afternoon every day. So that's going to, you know, pose uh, a more challenges for the players. So, you know, it, it, they want to, the U.S. Open loves to say it's the toughest test in golf. And uh, I think it can be, certainly if the winds pick up. Well, I know we get, very, you know, to see the first couple of days as we sit in those press conferences, we get to get into the minds of some of these players. Um, anything you came away from? listening the past couple of days? Yeah, I think Jason Day is just fascinating. I'm sure you heard him. He was in the media room on Tuesday. You know, his uh, only uh, major was 2015, his title at Whistling Straits. He's just so talented. And um, he just, he's come out and said he is severely underachieved. And so he's hired Steve Williams to be his caddy. Yeah. And this was all done just since this past Saturday. So just in the last couple days, I mean, nobody could believe Steve Williams was on his bag. I saw Jason practicing on the putting green on Tuesday, and, um, you know, he just he was sinking every putt. I really liked what I saw with uh, Jason Day. And, and then when I saw Stevie on his bag, I'm thinking, wow, when did this all come about? And he said that uh, his camp just decided, you know, he has underperformed, and he is ready to – you know, go for it and reach his potential. He's a family guy. He spends a lot of time with his family. His family travels with him. He says balancing his family with, uh, you know, the rigors of the schedule and uh, the amount of time and effort it takes to put in to be the best has always been very challenging for not only him, but for everybody. But he is ready now to really put more time and effort into his game. And uh, that's why he hired... Uh, Steve Williams, who obviously is caddied for Tiger, for Greg Norman, for Adam Scott, even uh, before that, uh, Raymond Floyd. So um, Jason Day seems to be ready to just, uh, you know, kind of give it an all-new effort and approach. And rightly so. The guy has so much potential. I really do think that he has underachieved, and he, he admitted it. And then he said that if he, you know, doesn't give it his all, that Steve Williams told him he'll just walk, <laughs> he'll just take off. So he's uh, he needs that extra motivation from and the extra knowledge and experience that only Stevie Williams he feels can give give it to can provide him. So yes, Steve, I thought that was really fascinating. Stevie Stevie is a no BS kind of guy, but uh, we also know who carries the big hammer in that team, and that's uh, Jason's wife Ellie. She's <laughs> been known to say, you know. Come on, dude, get it going. Raise it up a level. And uh, I think she was instrumental in that decision as well. That's right. Ellie uh, is uh, kind of rules the roost, so to speak. And um, he also said, you know, mentally he has to be more positive. That You know, sometimes he, you know, has doubts and he just hasn't had that, you know, that strut of confidence, uh, you know, that you need, that um, he said that, you know, he has been in somewhat of a slump. So, but I got to tell you, watching him practice, he looked really sharp, particularly on the green. So, um, you know, he, I'd love to see him win more because he has so much potential. He really has so much talent. So that kind of struck me. And then, you know, Rory McIlroy, you know, you just think that coming off of the uh, win in Canada last week, you know, won by seven shots. I mean, shooting a 64 and a 61 on the weekend, that was phenomenal. So you have to wonder if that play will carry over here to the U.S. Open. And, you know, his last major title was in 2014 at the PJ Championship. So 
I'd he's hungry. He's hungry. There's no doubt he's about hungry. it. He's hungry. Yep. He definitely is. And he has so much talent. So, you know, a lot, a lot of this is between the years, as you know. Most of it is mental. And nobody's stronger than Brooks Kepka, mentally and physically. And um, who knows? Could he come out and win yet again? Wouldn't that just be an incredible story? The defending, you know, the two-time defending champion and just off his PJ championship title at Beth Page. I mean, Brooks is just unbelievable. And nobody, to me, is more strong mentally than Brooks. He just goes out there. He, he doesn't think about anything. He doesn't let anything really bother him or, or get between his ears. And particularly the way he handled the final round at uh, Beth Page and you know, with the four straight bogeys and all the pressure that DJ put on him, you know, coming down the stretch, he learned a lot from that. And uh, he, it just will make him stronger. So, um, you know, Brooks and D, well, Brooks and DJ are, are still my two picks here. So um, the fun part about it is there's so many guys could really win here. And uh, we'll see who can deal with, uh, you know, the course, the weather conditions and, and all the pressure when it, it comes down to the final Sunday. Yeah. Nothing gets uh, bigger or better than Pebble Beach. Anne Ligori, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule today. We appreciate it so much. Hey, Thanks, always Anne. a pleasure. All right. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. We will be back live at Pebble Beach in just a few minutes. Stay with us. report is sponsored by new stress balls stress supplements eastbound travel on the beach line down to one lane the only the left lane is getting by from a crash at john young parkway avoid this area we're seeing heavy southbound delays on the turnpike approaching osceola parkway eastbound travel on i-4 stop and go now between i drive and kirkman road and we're seeing heavy westbound delays between the beach line and central florida parkway see traffic problems call the safetouchsecurity.com traffic tip line at 866-676-8477 from the traffic center i'm Paige carrera don't let the little things pile up and stress you out Check out new Stress Balls Stress Supplements and bring some relaxation to your world. It's an easy-to-take, drug-free, non-habit-forming herbal blend that can help you stress less and live more. Find new Stress Balls at your local Walmart today. My golf spy named Tour Edge Exotics EXS Driver the best value in their most wanted driver test for 2019. The new Tour Edge Exotics EXS Driver, Fairway, Hybrid, and Irons are pound for pound the best for performance, technology, innovation, and price. Get EXS Ultra Premium Performance and Innovation without the Ultra Premium prices. Visit touredge.com for tour news and demo exotics at your local PGA Superstore. Tour Edge Exotics, the best value for the best performance in golf. Voted best new product by the International Network of Golf at the 2019 PGA Merchandise Show, Copper Tech golf gloves are a game changer in golf. Copper Tech, the only gloves in golf designed with copper compression technology that helps improve circulation, joint, and muscle pain. Manufactured with a non-slip spider weave silicone material in the palm, Copper Tech gloves cause less grip tension, reduce wear and tear, and improve slip resistance in all types of weather. Prevent strain and muscle fatigue in your hands. For more info or to buy yours, go to coppertechglove.com. That's coppertechglove.com. For more than 35 years, Sam Sneed's Tavern is one of Orlando's favorite and most recommended restaurants in Central Florida. From light bites to some of the finest Angus beef, chicken, ribs, and fresh seafood, Sam Sneed's will surely satisfy your appetite. Sam Sneed's cozy, relaxed atmosphere is perfect for casual meetups or special occasions. Join them for lunch, dinner, or happy hour. They offer catering and private parties, too. Go to Facebook and Instagram and get hungry. Sam Sneed's Tavern. More than a meal. It's a legendary experience. Golf Central Magazine is the Southeast's oldest and most respected golf magazine covering turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. For 19 years, no other regional magazine has covered golf industry news, clubs, resorts, and real estate communities like Golf Central Magazine. Golf Central Magazine features golf industry leaders, associations, teaching professionals, and dedicated volunteers that are helping to grow the game. Find the latest product reviews, trends, and technology inside Golf Central Magazine. Go online and get the latest copy today. GolfCentralMag.com. GolfCentralMag.com. 96.9 The Game. FM. HD. Online at 96.9TheGame.com. On your phone with the iHeartRadio app. And on hundreds of devices like Alexa, Google Home, Xbox, and Sonos. An iHeartRadio station. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's 
My job to keep all those nuts away from you, Jake. That's just the way it is. Don't play at Pebble, won't pay the price. I love my Muni, I think it's nice. Swing in the house, drives my We're wife back. up the wall. The Golf Insiders in the she house, Holly G. And Jeff Shane as we get ready for the boys to tee it up at Pebble Beach tomorrow. Fog permitting, of course. Jack Nicholas said if he was given one more round, one last round. I would, would take one round at any time of my life at Pebble Beach. <laughs> and here's How many a times guy. have you played at Bob Herrig? God, I've, I've played it twice. It's been a long time, though. It's sort of calling my name again. Me as well, Bob. <laughs> um, and uh, in case our listeners don't know, we're talking to Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Um, so, Tiger. We need to talk about Tiger because we know you're always on Tiger Watch. And he looks <laughs> yeah. like he's coming in, Bob. You know, and things are just setting up pretty well for him. Yeah, it's certainly a lot better than it was a month ago at the PGA. I mean, um, you know, this is more of what what you needed what he needed to do. Uh, play a tournament, you know, see where his game was at, you know, see what he needed to work on, you know, get some feedback, um, and and you know, just put in the proper amount of work going into it. I mean, I, I I think he tried to put in the proper work going into the PGA, but having missed a tournament and 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 then not feeling all that well, it just didn't come together. Things seemed a lot different here. He got here Sunday, played 18 holes, you know, nine holes today, nine holes Monday. A pretty good practice session yesterday. A lot of time on the putting green. A lot of time working on putting on these greens. Um, you know, I, I think he's I think he's about as prepared as, as he's ever going to be for a tournament at this stage of his career. It is hard to believe when he said in the press conference, it's been 19 years since he won in 2000. <laughs> yeah. Does that 24. make you feel old, Bob? It makes me feel old. Yeah, sure does. Um, you know, and you think about it at the time, he'd only won two majors. You know, that was that was kind of the, uh, the the launching point for a bunch. In fact, you know, that was the first of four straight, and it was part of seven out of 11. Actually, so, um, that was the first major I ever covered, and I thought, well, they they all get won by Tiger by, by the time we got through a few, a few more of those. Well, yeah, I mean, because if you did the next three, you did, he won all those, too. I mean, it was just a, a, a remarkable time. It was time. crazy, and, yeah. And, and, you know, to win by the margin that he did, you know, um, nobody else in the tournament was under par. Uh, just, uh, you know, it's it's been talked about a lot this week. I wrote about it, you know, just the performance that he put on then, uh, the ability that he had uh, was just, uh, you know, it's it's just incredible, and and, you know, he's still got a lot of those skills today. Um, you know, he just, he's not the same, but he's still got a lot of them. We talk about the difficulty of the greens out there, Bob, the Poana greens, um, that sort of, you know, it's, it's a, actually a weed that grows, you know, seaside um, and, you know, produces bumpy greens. Even Tiger was, you know, sort of amazed when he looked back and said how well he putted that year. Yeah, I mean, he never had a three-putt, and, uh, um, you know, uh, he said never missed anything inside of 10 feet. I mean, I don't know if that's exactly true, but it, I'm sure it seemed like it to him. Um, he just made a lot of putts, and, and uh, you know, I'll, avoiding three-putts is, is, is a is is a huge is a huge uh, key for him, especially at a place where the greens are so small. You know, like in other words, you, you really can't three putt these greens because that's that's a bad sign if you are. And it's been a little bit of an issue for him. He's had twenty three putt twenty three putt greens this year. Uh, it's um, you know in, in twenty six rounds. Uh, you know, it's a lot. I mean, it's. Um, I think he's like 200th on tour in three-putt avoidance. So um, that's a lot of factors go into that. But, 
uh, I think if he can dial in the putting, and he sure seemed to put a lot of effort into it, um, you know, he's still the best iron player in the world. That is a huge key for him. Hit a lot of greens like he's been doing. He leads the tour in greens and regulation. Needs to be high up there in that stat, and I think you'll see him be in the mix. Well, and another stat that we were talking about uh, before uh, we came on air, uh, which Tiger is top 10 in, is proximity to the hole. And I figure on small greens, particularly those that are bumpy, the less POA that you have to putt over, the better off you are, no? Absolutely. You know, no question. And, and, and also, you know, frankly, the less times you have to chip onto it instead of putting on it. Um, you know, uh, when you're, when you, when you, when you, when you miss a green, it's tough to, uh, uh, you know, to always get it up and down and, and that's where hitting greens comes into play. And so, uh, and if you can hit it closer, I, you know, the thing that's, the other thing that's been missing at times is the wedge play, you know, not that he's going to have a lot of wedges on par fours around here. There's some long holes, but when he does, um, you know, he needs to give himself chances. He needs to hit those wedges to 10, 15 feet, not 20 and 30, and certainly not miss greens. If, that's, if that part is dialed in and he gives himself chances, you know, if he can hit 13, 14 greens around, um, uh, that's a huge advantage. Bob, it seems like whenever we get to these majors, we talk about, you know, all the storylines. And this one is jam-packed as ever with so many guys you know, coming in on top of their games, uh, you know, cl- clearly Brooks, of course, uh, you've got um, uh, DJ, you've got Rory. Uh, what about Phil having, you know, won the tournament in February, still chasing the elusive career Grand Slam? You know, he he loves this place, grew up in California, and uh, Johnny Miller said last night on the Golf Channel that uh, it kind of favors the California kids. Well, I'd feel a lot better about Phil if I knew he could hit a lot of fairways. <laughs> um, and and frankly, maybe the fact that he can't hit a lot of drivers will help him do that. Um, you know, everybody you talk to, even you know, Jordan Spieth said he doesn't see himself hitting more than four drivers around. So that means, you know, hybrids or fairway woods, irons. And maybe that's a blessing for Phil because Phil, as he has said in his tweets and everything, how much he loves to bomb it, it's not going to do him any good if he bombs it into the rough, you know, and and that's sort of what's been killing him here lately. That's what happened in Memorial two weeks ago. He just couldn't hit a fairway. And you're, you know, that's a, that's a fairly wide course. So here, you know, Phil's still a great iron player. Got to get it in play. You know, and um, and if he can, we saw what he did here in, in the wintertime when he won the tournament. It's, it's different, though. You know, he, he can be more aggressive that week. He prefers that style. He wants to hit driver. He, and, and if he misses it during that tournament, he can play it out of the rough. That's just not very feasible this week. The rough is tough. You might get it to the green, but you're not going to get it close to the hole, or you're not going to be able to control it. So that's where being in the fairway is really such an important factor. And, and if it means, you know, being farther back and maybe you're just going to make a par, so be it, you know, because um, you know, it's, 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 I, I still don't get the sense that the scoring is going to be terribly low here. You know, I think, you know, a, a good score is, is going to be, you know, a couple under par and, and uh, that, that, that means take care of the par fives and minimize the damage otherwise. Well, we're going to have a great tournament, as always, and uh, there are a whole lot of things shaping up here that could be some uh, historic storylines. So who's going to be your pick Sunday, Bob? I'm sorry I'm going so far out on a limb here with Dustin Johnson. <laughs> oh! <laughs> But, you know, two straight runner-ups in majors. He's won here twice. He was a 54-hole leader here in 2010. I think, you know, he needed to start winning a couple of these. Um, he's uh, he's 35, man. He's getting old. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's kind of let some opportunities get away. And uh, he's he, he's, he's going to go down as an underachiever if he doesn't win another major or two. And, and uh, I think this is a good place to do it. He's got to right. make it some ground on his buddy Brooks now. <laughs> exactly. 
Stop being a exactly. bridesmaid for crying out loud. <laughs> That's right. All right, Bob, as always, thank you so much. We appreciate it. And check out all of Bob's coverage this week on ESPN.com. You're listening Thanks, to Golf guys. Insiders, 96.9 The Game. We'll be right back. Take off your glasses this summer. Call 800-EYE-EXAM today. Visit myvisionfreedom.com. My golf spy named Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver the best value in their most wanted driver test for 2019. The new Tour Edge Exotics EXS driver, fairway, hybrid, and irons are pound for pound the best for performance, technology, innovation, and price. Get EXS ultra premium performance and innovation without the ultra premium prices. Visit touredge.com for tour news and demo exotics at your local PGA superstore. Tour Edge Exotics, the best value for the best performance in golf. For more than 35 years, Sam Sneed's Tavern is one of Orlando's favorite and most recommended restaurants in Central Florida. From light bites to some of the finest Angus beef, chicken, ribs, and fresh seafood, Sam Sneed's will surely satisfy your appetite. Sam Sneed's cozy, relaxed atmosphere is perfect for casual meetups or special occasions. Join them for lunch, dinner, or happy hour. They offer catering and private parties, too. Go to Facebook and Instagram and get hungry. Sam Sneed's Tavern. More than a meal. It's a legendary experience. Our iHeartRadio Music Festival is back in Vegas this September. It's the biggest artist in music, and Capital One cardholders get tickets first for a limited time. Now through Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. See Cage the Elephant, Mumford & Sons, Def Leppard, Hart, Tim McGraw, and many more. With your ticket, cardholders can purchase a Capital One Access Pass for an intimate experience with Cage the Elephant and more. Supplies are limited. Go to iHeartRadio.com slash Capital One for info. Only trying to give America a good show. Colin Cowherd, weekdays at noon. This is FM 96.9, The Game, on AM 740 and iHeartRadio. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah. We're back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G along with Jeff Shane. We're going back to Pebble Beach. We'll waste no more time to check in with one of our favorites from the Golf Channel, Todd Lewis, checking in with us from beautiful Monterey. Hello, Todd. Hey, guys. How are you? Beautiful, but not as beautiful as that golf course. Hmm. It's a fun week out there, isn't it? Yeah, as a matter of fact, as we were speaking, I am uh, looking at Stillwater Cove just to the right of the 18th fairway. So it's, uh, I mean, it's, there are courses that we play, um, you know, and, and we can get frustrated and have momentary lapses of maturity. If you lose it on this golf course, you really need to see somebody <laughs> about your issues because it's just such a beautiful, majestic combination of land and sea on the sporting stage it's really awesome it's spiritual it's so true Todd Um, I remember playing there and you just don't even care what you score because you're spending so much time looking around and you know thinking about all the players that have walked on those hallowed grounds and uh, just you know seeing those iconic holes it is so special and it looks that beautiful on tv as well and we've got an incredible stage ahead of us. Uh, and the exciting part is when a major's on the West Coast because we get to see golf in primetime. And all of you at the Golf Channel have been uh, working round the clock. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I enjoy all majors that are on the West Coast because, again, it's an East Coast primetime. Uh, the, the air, the attitude is a little bit different on the West Coast, as weird as that may sound. Uh, usually you're putting on different surfaces that players aren't used to. So there are a lot of different variables that come into play when you play on the West Coast. Uh, but if you add to the fact that it's, again, here at Pebble, not only is it beautiful, but it has history. You look at the winners here, Nicholas, Watson, Woods, Kite, you know, Graham McDowell. So, I mean, it's historic. This is a venue that if someone wins here, they will never, ever forget. Go down and more as, you know, one of the great champions. Well, we know how tough it is to three-peat anything. 
Um, but we know that Brooks has plenty of motivation going, uh, as we heard from the press conference. Uh, but what I think is really interesting is he came away from Beth Page and he said uh, he now knows how to reset under pressure, you know, given mm. what happened as he was coming down the back nine uh, at Beth Page. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, he can add that to his emotional resume of how to handle situations uh, when they present themselves. And, uh, I, you know, when we talked after he won, I mean, you ask any player, when you play on Sunday with a lead, especially with a big lead, you may think that that's comfortable. It is not. It's actually very uncomfortable because there's so much fear of failing. You're supposed to win that day. And, you know, and it hit Brooks Kepka midway through his final round, and he was able to put the train back on tracks and ultimately finish the deal. So, yes, I think that he added yet even more confidence, not that he needs any more, uh, to his tank, and, and he walks around this place with that, that swagger again like he's the guy to beat. Todd, I, what is – not that there's a lot of uh, history to draw upon, but what do you think will be the biggest – hurdle that Brooks has to face this week as he deals with the reality of going for a third straight open title and entering the history book? I think the biggest challenge for Brooks is being a better game manager uh, than he would normally be. I say that because, look, he's a big power player. He just bombs it. He gets it in the rough, and he thinks he can just hack it out and, you know, score from there. It's, you, you can't do that here. And I say that not only because the rough is three to five inches, it's not a big golf course. You're going to have to put a governor on yourself and not hit driver all the time because you could be in some bad spots the way this golf course is designed. Secondly, most importantly, you've got to be in the fairway because these greens are so small. I'll give you an example. The average size of these greens is 3,500 square feet. The average size of the greens of the last four U.S. Opens have been 7,600 square oh feet. So wow. in order for you to hit these tiny greens, you've got to be in the fairway so you can, can uh, control your golf ball. You miss it, and then you're just guessing at that point. Well, Fair to think that uh, if this was Torrey Pines and not Pebble Beach, Brooks would be a much bigger favorite to three-peat? I, yeah, I think so because power would come more into play there. Um and he he would have a better opportunity. Um, you know, he could hit driver a lot more, and even if he does miss the fairway, he's going to have a shorter club into the green. Here, let's say he hits a 320-yard drive, but if he's, in the, if he's in the rough three to five inches and the guy who he's playing with hits a 280-yard drive, decides to hit three wood off the tee, and he's in the fairway, even though he's 70 yards ahead of the guy, he's at a huge disadvantage with these small greens. Um, does that, uh, well, we know that Tiger being the ball striker that he is, that, that should tee things up well for him. Um, but does that play the same disadvantage for somebody like DJ in terms of possibly winning? What, what do you think? No, I don't think so. Um, and I say that because DJ has experience here. He has positive experiences here. Um, he won the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am twice, whereas Brooks Koepka has only played this tournament this golf course from a competitive uh, venue he played the AT&T Pebble Beach only once so DJ has won it twice he's finished second twice uh, he had the 54 hole lead if you remember the U.S. Open here in 2010 he ultimately melted down a bit but that was DJ when he was a different player back in 2010 mm-hmm. so no I think he has an advantage he, he understands how to manage himself around this golf course. Um, how about Jordan Speed? Given that he may not, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, the length may help equalize for some players, uh, what do you think uh, his chances are? I think he's trending. Uh, he's also a winner here at Pebble Beach in 2017. Uh, since he proclaimed at the PGA Championship that he's no longer in a slump, he's yet to finish outside the top ten in his three starts. Um, the only thing is his ball striking is still not where he wants it to be. It's not great. If you look at his statistics, it's not awful, but it's not great. But he does have the great equalizer, the fact he is putting so beautifully. Uh, and, and he feels comfortable on these bumpy Poana grass greens. So, yeah, I think he could easily be a factor as well. We, we've spent most of the hour talking about the big names, Kepka, Johnson, McElroy, Tiger, uh, Mickelson. We just talked about Jordan Spieth. 
Who are we not talking about this week that you think we should be talking about? Well, um, there are a couple of guys I like um, that have not won a major championship that I think can be a factor here. One is Ricky Fowler. Uh, he grew up mm-hmm. in California, so he's used to these Poana greens. He's creative. He's handled. Uh, he understands the, the conditions if they get sour, which they're not prescribed to do right now, but may happen. He, he knows how to play the wind. Um, but I think more than anything, he's been through the, the trials and the fires of, of coming close but not winning a major championship. And I think he's ready. It's his time. Uh, the other guy that not a lot of people are talking about is Brant Snedeker, who's won here at Pebble Beach and is a phenomenal putter and, again, feels great on these greens. Um, he posted a 60 or a 61 in Canada last week. I'm sorry. I don't know. What are those yes. numbers? Regardless, they're both good. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so he's, he's got some form right now as well. I think, I think he's a sneaky, under-the-radar guy who could be a factor. We were talking about two other guys that finished well um, at the RBC, Webb Simpson and Matt Kuchar. I think they're phenomenal picks, too. Again, you don't have to be a power player. Webb Simpson is one of the shortest hitters on the PGA Tour, but he proved himself at the players a couple of years ago that if you're hitting fairways, you obviously can dominate and win. You remember, he won wire-to-wire at Sawgrass, and Matt Kuch has already got two victories uh, on the PGA Tour. He's the FedEx Cup points leader, so or at least he's either first or second. Uh, so, obviously, he, he's in a great state of mind with this game. Absolutely, yes. Those two could be factors as well. And a guy that's a great player that is maybe my dark horse pick because he's a California kid, Xander Shoffley. Yes, I, I agree with that. And the fact that he grew up in San Diego and he could be a factor too. I, look, there are a lot of great storylines here. Phil Mickelson, uh, you know, he, he won Pebble Beach earlier this year. He's, he won here before. Uh, he knows how to play this golf course. But I I, I a year ago, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm, I'm saying this at a major championship. I legitimately think Tiger Woods is the favorite this week, and I'm telling you why. Number one, <laughs> what he did here in 2000, winning by 15 shots, he has that swagger on this golf course. If you remember, he nearly won in 2010. The next time it was here at Pebble as well, the U.S. Open. Um, he feels confident with his game. He's coming off a top-10 finish at Memorial. He obviously won a major championship this year. He grew up on these Poana Greens in California as well. But more importantly, I think he's the best game manager in golf. He knows where to hit spots. He know, he uses his experience, what he has done, placing the ball where it needs to be so you can score. He has patience. He knows when to play offensive defense. I think right now he's in a phenomenal state, and in my opinion, he is definitely going to be a factor come Sunday. Well, that's where we drop the mic, Todd Lewis, because <laughs> I, I think you called it right on, my friend, and uh, we'll be looking forward to see how it comes down the stretch on Sunday. We know that the Golf Channel, as always, will be delivering wall-to-wall coverage. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes with us, Todd. We appreciate it. Glad glad to talk with you guys. Have a great day. All right. Thanks. Jeff? Wow. it's a lot of names. Yeah, I'm going to throw a couple more at you because one is one of your favorite guys, and uh, he's one of the top performers on Poana Greens. Statistically, since 2014, he ranks fifth. And that's Paul Casey, who finished second at the AT&T this year. That's right, and uh, lost a playoff to, to Mickelson. So, uh, and and he's, he's been a West Coast guy, and he plays a lot of West Coast events, plays AT&T a lot. Uh, he, he never left Arizona once he went to Arizona State, and, uh, and I think that helps him. He's placed well in previous Pebble Beach Pro-Ams. He has already won this year, horse for the course. All right, we got one minute left. Do we want to make our picks? <laughs> I'm going to run with the uh, w- with the momentum of Rory McIlroy because when he gets in a groove like this, he's very, very hard to stop. And I'll give you a dark horse whose name has not been mentioned yet, but his last three finishes were third, third, and first. Patrick Cantlay, Ooh. a native Californian, by the way. I I like that pick. I'm going. I'm going with Tiger. Uh, and um, I'm going with Xander, and because you know it's my show, I'm going to pick three. Jason Day, I would love to see Jason break through and be in the winner's circle again. Well, I'll give you a third then as well, and I will I will put Webb Simpson on that list again. Former U.S. Open champion, a little bit down the highway, short hitter, 
horse for the course, playing extremely well. So that's my three. We'll see. Uh, we'll see who has the better aggregate come next week. Well, no better uh, TV golf. Couch surfing, then Pebble Beach, the U.S. Open Championship. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. Check us out on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. We've got a tea time. We're out of here. Bye-bye.